Greetings, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bible Illuminations, the podcast where we look for new stuff, new stuff in the Bible that we haven't heard about before, in some cases at all, other things we have heard about many times, but maybe misunderstood. Uh, What I find of the studies lately uh, from a series of writings by my dad, a career minister, uh, is that uh, we're discovering names we've never even heard, even though we may have read the entire chapter of the Bible before where that name is contained, the name did not register. So today is, is one of those. We're going to talk about the puzzle of Uzzah. Uzzah is a character in the Old Testament, and um, many Christians that I know are not familiar with this story. Uh, Fortunately, I was exposed to this story um, in grade school, and um, I grew up in church, and I've learned a lot from that, but I learned things from this, these uh, latest uh, writings, which are revealing uh, shadows and mysteries of the Bible, which are pertinent to history and pertinent to right now and in the future. So today we're going to talk about Uzzah. So this is called The Puzzle of Uzzah. Here we go. This is written by my dad, Hollis Whitrock, who, by the way, is with us today live, and I'm going to ask for his commentary a little bit later here. So here we go. The Puzzle of Uzzah. A man named Uzzah was helping to transport the Ark of the Covenant to the city of David, Jerusalem. An ox stumbled, threatening to spill the Ark. Uzzah immediately placed his hands on the Ark to prevent its fall. So the puzzle is, why did this simple act anger God such that he would strike Uzzah dead? The puzzle increases when contrasted with a later event recorded in Matthew 26. The high priest, Caiaphas, reacted to Jesus' claim to be Messiah so violently that he tore his clothes. Leviticus 10.6 prohibits priests from tearing their clothes. Although he clearly violated a law which bore the death penalty, he did not fall dead. Whatever could be the message... Atheists love this sort of thing. They call them contradictions. They claim that this is proof that the Bible could not have been written by a God. Let's unmuddle the puzzle of Uzzah. Say that three times quickly. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) The leaders who organized the move of the Ark are not as innocent as they might appear. When Moses supervised the construction of the tabernacle, he gave explicit instructions about how to transport it when necessary. Numbers 4 records Moses' instructions. He gave various clans oxen and carts to transport components of the tabernacle. The Kohathites were not to help pack the items, but they were to be the porters. Kohathites were offspring of Levi, but they were not priests. Uzzah was not a priest. Numbers 4.15 says, quote, 
After Aaron and his sons have finished covering the holy furnishings and all the holy articles, and when the camp is ready to move, the Kohathites are to come to do the carrying. But they must not touch the holy things, or they will die. The Kohathites are to carry those things that are in the tent of meeting. End quote. Instructions were for the ark and utensils to be carried differently from all other items. In number 7 9, Moses did not give any carts to the Kohathites, as I read it, because they were to carry on their shoulders the holy things for which they were responsible, it says. The entire move was done outside of the explicit instructions of Moses. Another mystery. Why are the ark and utensils to be carried on the shoulders? Why hinder the people by requiring this? Doesn't using carts make sense? Remember, all details have meaning. A clue is found in what is inside the ark. The two tablets of stone written by the very finger of God was the Ten Commandments. The Mosaical Covenant. This, quote, Old Covenant was incapable of offering redemption to Israel. In fact, it was a burden to them. The next clue comes in flashing lights. Isaiah 9, 6 says, quote, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, end quote. The Kohathites carrying the Ark of the Covenant to the city of David on their shoulders is a preview to Jesus bearing the sin of the world on his shoulders to the cross. Uzzah, an innocent man, had to die so the rest could repent and continue on their journey to Jerusalem, or in our case, heaven. What a privilege for Uzzah to be a Messiah figure in this story. Jesus, an innocent man, bore on his shoulders the old condemning covenant and placed it on the cross so the human race can repent and continue on their journey to heaven. The puzzle of Uzzah is that it is the gospel. And that concludes the formal writing on the puzzle of Uzzah. But there's more to come on this story. Later we find out why, more why that happened. And um, I'm eager to get into that one. But there are some other things, and this kind of leads us into that, other interesting tidbits about this story and these circumstances that I wanted to um, ask my dad about, uh, especially relative to how it leads into more of specifically why this happened. And for me in my life, I learned from what we're going to talk about next. I learned how to really alter the success in my life with everything, including selecting 
the handyman I use at my house by doing this thing that would have saved Uzzah's life. I'm just wanting to talk about this. How many people do you suppose know the name Uzzah? Right, yeah. Nobody that I know that I've shared this story with (laughs) have ever heard of him. I have... I've tested some of these things by calling friends, Eric, while I'm writing them. Call friends that have been, that are 70 years old, been going to church all their life, and say, You ever hear about Mephibosheth? And they'll say, Uh, would you repeat that? (laughs) So I say it again, and then they say, Would you say it really slowly? Never heard of it. Anyway, Uzzah, Mephibosheth, Shimei, there's all these names of characters who are prime characters in very important stories, but we just skip over it. Mm-hmm. But those very important stories sometimes are, are very enlightening and inspiring, but they're puzzles, they're mysteries, they're hidden. I like to say often they are hidden under the obvious and we read the obvious, read on by, and think we've heard it all because we logged the obvious. And that's mm. where these little puzzles hide, right under the obvious. <laughs> Isn't there a scripture that says that, that God purposely makes it a mystery? I mean, I think we, I think yes. we did that in one yes. of our podcasts yes. already, talking about that. Yes. That, and it, I have to say, it makes the Bible just... More fun and entertaining. Well, I, I mean, I, I know that sounds kind of trivial, right? To say, oh, it makes it more entertaining. Well, it does. It yeah. makes it more more interesting, more entertaining, but most importantly, uh, more enlightening. Eric, the introduction, we deal with that, saying all this poetry that, that, that's in the Bible, Proverbs and Psalms and Ecclesiastes, and the poetic language and the mysteries and all of that, that that is the that appeals to the spirit in a man. It it gets around the handicap of a human brain. And, oh, and it gets down that. into the spirit. And God knows how to talk to us, but that's how mm. he does it. Mm. And and that's why I pointed out we do that with little kids. When we want them to learn something, we say A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm. We set it to music mm-hmm. or show it in art. But all these poetic ways, it gets into them better, and they remember that stuff for the rest of their lives. This is interesting. I just found this out <clears throat> from your footnotes on this, uh, that, that w- w- was not in the, uh, like the, the formal uh, writing uh, that we just read, where the name Uzzah means God is my strength. And I'm saying God here because it's, it's, it's the name of God which I'm afraid to speak out loud. I will say it silently in prayer, but not out loud. Um, The name means God is my strength. Mm -hmm. And specifically, it means God's name, which is unpronounceable the way that I've studied it, and it's spelled Y-H-W-H. You can't say that. I don't try to say it. Mm -hmm. I know people uh, have ideas on how to say it. It's just a little quirk of mine. Um, but it means that 
the name of God mm-hmm. is my strength, is what Isaiah said. And the truth is, is that Uzzah didn't have to die. He did not have to die. There was one simple thing. Well, not just following the instruction. Not just following the instruction. But there was one simple thing they could have done, which we're covering. Now I think we have to do it next. And yes. the very next one has to be now. Yes. The thing they could have done. And I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to do a plot spoiler here. I just find it interesting that that was his name. And I have always looked at this story as, um, when I first heard that he was struck down, I thought, oh, he must, must have been a bad guy. You know, I mean, otherwise God wouldn't have struck him down. And I heard, yeah, because he touched the ark and you're not supposed to. It's like, oh, see, he broke the rules, so he died. Well, come to find out, he was trying to save the Ark of the Covenant from falling off a cart. The problem was, the instructions were clear. You carry it on your shoulders. Why was it so important? Because it's a foreshadowing of the Messiah, the Son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, and David, and Yahushua, Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important to carry that on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And had you done that, you would be alive. That's right. So, but Uzzah, I would have to get. Was he a, a priest? No. Okay. Well, maybe he didn't even have the instructions. Maybe he didn't even know he's not supposed to touch it. He just saw this precious thing was going to fall, and he goes and, and tr- keeps it from falling off the cart where it shouldn't have been. Right. Yep. But was that Uzzah's fault that was on the cart? I don't know. Maybe he loaded it on the cart. I don't know. But my guess would be if if Uzzah's not a priest and he wasn't hanging out uh, w- with whoever gave the instructions on how to carry it on the shoulders, maybe that information didn't reach Uzzah. And because of his lack of knowledge, he perished. Like the scriptures say, it's for lack of knowledge my people perish. Mm-hmm. So getting this knowledge... It's like getting life, mm-hmm. and it is getting eternal life when you understand how everything in the Bible leads to salvation through Yehoshua, Jesus Christ. So I, I find that, and my attitude toward us and now is one of compassion, mm-hmm. one of love, one of appreciation, and one free of judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, here I am. I remember even as a, I think I was in junior high when I first heard this, and I already had my judgment skills well honed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, he was a bad guy. <laughs> He's not supposed to touch the ark. Everybody knows that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. he didn't know that. By the way, a part of the puzzle here that, that we didn't answer, Eric, is. Why is it that Caiaphas didn't drop dead uh, like Uzzah when when he ripped his clothes and and it was a death penalty oh, to tear yeah, your clothes? Yeah, we yeah. don't deal with that, and I and I should have. But here's what it represents: Caiaphas didn't die because the uh, what died when he tore his clothes was the entire priesthood. Jesus was about to be arrested and crucified. He was going to be the final priest, high priest for all time. 
The old priesthood died when he tore those clothes? Proof that Christ replaced him. Yes. Or he would have died. That's right. All the other priests before him that tore their clothes, I mean, did they die? No. Okay, let's put it this way. Okay. Jesus also took that death penalty off of Caiaphas to the cross. (laughs) Wow. Wow is right. Wow. Isn't that beautiful, son? And I'm using the word beautiful because it's music, it's poetry. It's it, beautiful. It, it's, yeah, yeah, it really is. But but you I, see it, how that sleepy little idea, we didn't get back to it, but it was in there. Yeah. We introduced another puzzle that we didn't answer. The Bible was full of those. Oh, I know. I mean, you've, you've, yeah. I, yeah, two lifetimes, you wouldn't find them all. And... um. By the way, for those who noticed, especially um, Bible scholars who listen to this, I'm not a Bible scholar, by the way. Um, the t- we, lo- we look up pronunciations of names, and we found that both Caiaphas and Caiaphas are proper, mm-hmm. according to the referencing of at least four sources, maybe five, mm-hmm. <laughs> because we don't trust any one source, but... Um, that's why that's why they're used interchangeably in this. I didn't think of that till this moment that if the old law was still in effect, did the was the old law still in effect at that time because or had Christ Christ clearly became high priest if the high priest who tore his clothes did not die. But didn't Jacob tear his clothes when he heard Joseph was killed, but Jacob was not a priest. Jacob tore his clothes and covered himself in ash, right? Didn't he yes, tear his clothes? Yes, and I and I I can't remember the occasion well enough or how it fits into this subject. I would like to see if there's any references in the Bible about priests tearing their clothes and dropping dead. Now, because there seemed like in the Old Testament, there's a lot of things that have death penalty. And a lot of people did a lot of those things, but didn't receive the death penalty. Oh, that's a whole study there. But some people, like that one poor fellow who was just picking up sticks on Saturday. Yep. And I think it was in the encampment at Sinai, if I remember correctly, where this happened. Again, I'm not a scholar, so I don't know if it is exactly. But I do recall a story in there, and that's the setting in my mind. Yeah. But in any event, in an old te- in the Old Testament, there's this fellow who's collecting sticks, and maybe we need to look more into that story. Yes, for the uh, shadows. And yes, they'll mysteries. be there. I assure you, <laughs> you know? they'll be there. Well, that guy, they were required to stone him to death. Yes, that would be hard. Yeah, it would be hard to do that. I can't imagine participating in that. Um. And and I think, um, I think how many other people picked up sticks on Sabbath or didn't maybe pick up sticks, but let's suppose that they walked far enough for it to be considered travel. Well, you travel, death penalty. Mm-hmm. You broke Sabbath, death penalty. Wow, that is a burden to live under. Yes. I believe in Sabbath. I respect the Sabbath as a day of rest. I take it very seriously. And I take a day of rest. But I'm free from the law, thank God. Praise the Lord. I have the benefit of that day off, that day of rest, like God took after creation. 
But I'm not required to. I'm no longer under that death penalty because Christ set me free from that law. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still, what's the benefit of keeping it? Oh, all the benefit it ever had. Just not the horrible punishment for not doing it. And not only that, it's clear that Christ set us free from the law. And and therefore, I relish in the fact that um, on Saturday, if I want to travel and take my family for a nice drive in the mountains together, that is a form of recreation, recreation, or rest to me. Even though I'm causing fire to burn in my uh, internal combustion engine as I drive up the mountain, as the pilot light remains lit in my house so my my pipes don't freeze, (laughs) the pilot light stays lit and the furnace goes even through Sabbath. (laughs) I relish the fact that I can do that in great conscience, knowing that I'm totally free from that, especially asking the Lord's blessing on our drive to the mountains today as a family as a, uh, uh, a way to rest and relax. Um, I'm just glad that we don't get a, that, we're, that we're free from all of that, all of that punishment. It's a tremendous relief. And that concludes our discussion for this time on the puzzle of Uzzah. Thank you for joining us on Bible Illuminations. We look forward to being with you again soon. God bless you.